It has been so much fun and so, I don't know, joyous watching all of my medicinal plant friends popping up in my garden from the Ella Campaign to the Comfrey and the Arnica. I love seeing these friends pop up. And if you are still trying to decide what to grow in your medicinal herb garden, you've got to grab my guide. It's all about the most essential herbs that every mom should know and should grow. So I teach you how to grow them and the many different ways that you can use them. If you want to grab the guide, go ahead. It's free and I'm pretty sure you're going to get a lot of delight and use out of it. And there's a link to it in the show notes. I'm wishing you tons of happy medicine planting. Hello and welcome to The Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together we can make herbalism Hashtag spread like wildflowers. Hello, hello, and happy July to you. Happy summer to you. We're just a little bit past solstice as I record this and into the heat of summer fun. So I thought that today would be a good day to talk about how we can use herbs to keep cool with a summer full of fun. And of course, there's other things that we can do to keep cool as well, right? So As we head into July, for me, is always really, really, really busy. My daughter turns 10 this year, and she does it right at the beginning of July. As a matter of fact, her birthday was yesterday, and I'm recording this the morning that we are going to have her big birthday celebration. And of course, I'm the mom, and you know what it's like being a mom. You're the one that organizes the party and the cakes and the people and the gifts and all of the things. So, you know, on top of all the rest of things that mom life and work life have to bring us, I get to do all of that stuff. But it's so worth it because she's so excited. I'm so excited. We see family, we see friends, and we just go all out and have an absolute blast. And this year, since she's turning 10, we decided to redo her bedroom as part of her birthday present. Have you ever been through this process? It is a lot of work to prepare for it, to order all the things and get all the stuff there, but it's going to be so worth it, you know, as she's getting older. I'm not sure if 10 is 10 tween yet, or is that like 12 or something? She's starting to definitely resemble, resemble like the teenager years. So we figured we'd make her room into much more of like a cool, cozy hangout den for her. And when she has a friend over for a sleepover or something like that, she can 
hang out and be cozy and read books in there and just be stoked. So that's what I've been doing most of this week. And then if all goes as planned, when this episode comes out, if you're listening to it on the first day, it might be Wednesday. If all goes as planned, remember that. And I'm going to be floating down the river. I'm going to be floating down the beautiful Clackamas River, which is one of my favorite things to do in the summertime. And in Oregon, it's going to be like 98 degrees, which is so unheard of. Well, not unheard of. It happens very few times. So when it does happen, I'm like, let's get to the water and spend the whole day floating down the river. It's one of our absolute favorite things to do. Anira loves it so much. In fact, we actually did a rafting birthday party for her two years ago. And that's what we did. Like we floated the river with all of her besties and some family. And it was such a fun way to have a kid's birthday. And it's just such a great way to keep cool, right? We all need to keep cool. Water is great for that. So we all also have to like take the water in our bodies via our mouth, drink the water, right? We also can soak our bodies in water all day long, hang out on ice cold mountain runoff water, like I'll be doing. Um, Another thing I love to do, like where I live, I live in a pretty like heavily wooded area, pretty foresty. And it's always so fascinating to me. I can be hanging out in my backyard and then leave and go like less than a mile from my house where there's not as many trees. And it's like a 10 degree difference right away. So if while it's hot, you can get to the water or you can get to the forest. Those are amazing, simple, fun, natural ways to keep the body cool. And yes, of course, we can turn to herbs to keep our bodies cool, right? This is something that has been done for thousands and thousands of years. Chinese medicine practitioners, Ayurvedic medicine practitioners, Western herbalism, we all kind of classify our herbs on their temperature or their energetic qualities. They can be hot and cold. They can be warming or cooling. And of course, during this time, we want to turn to our cooling herbs in TCM, they're to clear heat or reduce toxins and cool the blood. You can use them in times when there is excess of heat. So obviously the weather can promote that. But things like a fever or other kinds of inflammation are also kinds of heat. So I want you to think of the word inflammation. What word is right in the middle of that? Flame fire. Inflammation is heat. A rash or redness on the skin is a sign of excess heat. A fever, of course, is excess heat. And these are times when we can turn to cooling herbs. And today, I just wanted to talk about a few of my favorites that I love so much so that you can use them this summer for more than just 
willy-nilly style. You can actually be strategic and thinking about using these herbs to keep your kiddos cool, to keep the taste buds happy, maybe even to soothe a sunburn because a sunburn, again, it's red. It's a burn. That is heat. That is inflammation. You literally feel hot to the touch and throughout your body when you're sunburned, right? And we can use some great, great herbs to heal a sunburn really, really quickly. It's amazing. But I want to start with talking about one of my favorite herbs to keep cool. And it might be one that you think of right away because it is really refreshing and invigorating and exciting, I think. And it's peppermint or spearmint. Most of the mints are quite cooling. And the peppermint and the spearmint actually contain menthol, right? So menthol actually triggers these cold sensitive receptors in your skin that are going to change the temperature and create that refreshing, cooling sensation. If you have ever been around menthol crystals, or maybe you've used something like Icy Hot or Vicks VapoRub, that's coming from menthol crystals, that cooling, refreshing feeling. And it's absolutely amazing. And those menthol crystals are coming from peppermint which is so neato. You can also use peppermint, like it's a great digestive aid. So if you're dealing with digestive inflammation or any kind of stuff happening in the gastrointestinal tract, it will provide a calming and cooling effect on the body there as well. And it's going to help to relax the smooth muscle tissues in your digestive tract, which is really great. And then if you just think about like the aroma of peppermint, right? You can smell peppermint and it instantly like invigorates you and again, feels fresh and alive. You can use peppermint essential oil. You can just rub your fingers on the fresh plant. You can drink a peppermint tea, blend some peppermint with some cucumbers and make yourself a smoothie with peppermint, cucumbers, and some fresh greens from your garden. That is bound to be so incredibly delicious. And as the liquid, you could use like peppermint tea there as well, just to extra, extra mintify everything. And another cool thing that peppermint does is it stimulates circulation. So it's bringing all of this really oxygen-rich blood throughout your body, which helps to create a little bit of a sense of just feeling much more cool, which... Hey, we need that, right? Uh, I know a lot, a lot of people love to infuse their water with peppermint. So you could just create like a pitcher of filtered water, throw in some cucumbers and some mint leaves and put it in the fridge and let it do its thing and drink that up. That'll be so tasty and refreshing. If you've ever been to a, a restaurant where they do that, I'm sure you've been really, really grateful for that. You can add it to your smoothies and juices. You can make a juice with it and turn it into a popsicle for your kiddos. Like I liked, I, I used to run an apothecary tea and smoothie shop and I, I did it because smoothies are a great way to bring herbs into the body. And back when I was doing that, herbs, herbalism wasn't quite as popular as it is right now. It was starting to be, but I think 2020 happened and like everybody flocked to the world of herbal medicine. 
Anyways, um, I would use smoothies as a vessel for those that were like, hmm, this herb stuff, I don't know. But smoothies I know. And it's just a great way to get it into the body. So I would do this really tasty smoothie. I called it, uh, I don't know, it was the blueberry mint something or I I don't remember what I called it. I usually add some funny kind of witty name for all of my smoothies, but it was blueberries, a little bit of avocado and a whole lot of mint. And then I probably used coconut milk in there. We even like fresh squeezed all of our nut milks at that smoothie shop. It was amazing. Um, anyways, that's a really good one. Blueberry mint is really lovely. Again, the cucumber, mint and lime together would be really refreshing. Turn those into popsicles, make it really fun for your kiddos. And then you're getting this like extra nutrient packed bunch of goodness. Your kids are like, heck yeah, I'm getting popsicles. And you're like, heck yeah, you're getting nutrients winning. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I hope you do. Uh, other ways you can use mint, like make an herbal bath with it. Do a foot soak. If you've got hot or like tired, achy feet, or maybe you're getting swelling doing to the, due to the hot and you have a little bit of edema in the ankles, you could do a nice foot soak with peppermint. Massage your skin with peppermint in one way, shape, or form. A little bit of peppermint essential oil, really heavily diluted. I would even go with like a 1% dilution. So about one drop to 20 milliliters of uh, carrier oil and use that as a massage oil and just bring all that extra circulation, coolness, fresh, tingly awesomeness. Okay. I just babbled a lot about peppermint and and check out my blog post. I'm going to drop a couple of cool recipes inside of the blog post for you guys um, that you can use. So there's a watermelon basil. Basil is actually in the mint family salad that I love to do. I'll get that recipe in the blog notes for you. You could substitute mint if you wanted, or you could stick with the basil. Anyways, that's enough about mints. Let's talk about another one of my favorite cooling herbs that maybe you don't think about quite as often that is incredibly wonderful to use during summertime and to help ease heat. And it's marshmallow. And I'm not talking s'mores. I'm talking Althea officinalis, this incredibly beautiful plant that has soft, fuzzy leaves and beautiful white to pink flowers that loves to go grow in moist, damp kind of almost marshy or swampy areas. And the root of this plant is jam-packed with this stuff called mucilage. And mucilage is basically... It's almost like this gelatinous substance. And when it's mixed with water, it kind of swells up. Like if you've ever watched chia seeds swell up when they're mixed with water, it's the same kind of mucilage or gelatinous stuff that comes from the marshmallow root. And this, it's, it's literal, literal meaning it is a demulcent herb, which means to cool and coat and protect inflamed tissues or irritated tissues. So this is something I absolutely love to use in times of 
uh, sunburn. So you could do like a cold overnight infusion of the marshmallow root. And it's going to come out really slimy, like, like really runny, clear snot almost. Forget about the snotty consistency and just remember that that is the gel, that is the mucilage, that is the medicine that you want to put on your body. And it's going to leave this like super hydrated, cooling effect all over the skin. It's truly amazing for sunburn or for really flaky skin. You can also use it internally for all kinds of inflammation of mucosal tissues like the digestive tract or the respiratory tract. Um, All of those kinds of things has fantastic anti-inflammatory properties all the way around. And that mucilage, that slimy, gelatinous consistency stuff actually helps to retain moisture in the body. Body by providing extra hydration to your tissues, which is exactly what we need when we are overheated, when we are burned by the sun or anything along those lines. And it is just so easy. You put a little bit of marshmallow root and a little bit of water into a cup and put it into the refrigerator overnight and it will do that cold infusion process. And then just rub the slime all over the skin. You will thank me later. It is truly, truly amazing if you can get past the consistency and recognize again that that is the medicine. So definitely get yourself some marshmallow. And it's actually in the mallow family or the Malvaceae, the same as hibiscus, which is the next herb I wanted to talk about. And I think this one is thought about often in our world when it comes to heat, because it is like a tropical, beautiful flower that you will find being drunk often in tropical locations because it is so incredibly cooling with its super tart cranberry-like flavor. I, you know, the tartness is a bit much for me personally. So sometimes I'll blend it with something like peppermint or, ooh, I love hibiscus with Tulsi, which is in the mint family. It's holy basil. Also grows in very hot conditions and is really wonderful to cool the body. So really think about that. The plants that are needed to cool things and people down are often growing readily available in hot areas because they're like, ooh, these people really need me. I'm going to grow here and I'm going to make everybody chill out or whatever it is that that particular plant does. It's fascinating how how our medicine grows around us. And while where I live, hibiscus is, I don't live in a tropical location. I live in a mountain rainforesty area. So you have to put a lot of love and attention to grow your own hibiscus where I am. But I'm always happy to support a, a good, high quality organic farmer as well. But you can use hibiscus, obviously, and it is drunk as a tea all over the world because it is really, really fantastic and can have an immediate cooling effect, especially if you're doing iced hibiscus tea. It's really, really lovely. It does a great job of keeping the whole body hydrated. It's loaded with antioxidants, which are going to slow damage to cells that are caused by free radicals. It is going to reduce inflammation and oxidative stress in the body. So that's going to kind of also aid in the dealing with heat that your body has to do. Hibiscus 
it's, you can kind of tell it's very, very rich in vitamin C. You can tell by that tart flavor. Oftentimes, things that are rich are going to, I now refer to it as, wow, that tastes like vitamin C. <laughs> it's got this tartness that you just can't pass up. Um, and that vitamin C is also going to protect your body from heat stress and boost the immune system. So maybe even a, a wonderful combo would be a little bit of orange juice, some hibiscus tea, and some mint in a cocktail. Like, I think that would be an amazing mocktail with some sparkling water. I don't know. I just came up with that off of the top of my head. <laughs> That's kind of what I love to do is just create fun recipes for all my students in Apothecary Mama or wherever, or you listening to this right now. It's... um it's a lot of fun. The other thing I just wanted to mention that makes hibiscus really, really fantastic for cooling the body is it's a vasodilator. So it can cause the blood vessels to dilate or to open up even further, which is going to improve blood flow throughout the body and simultaneously help to disperse the heat throughout the body, which can be, again, so incredibly helpful. And honestly, the best way to use hibiscus is through the tea. If, if the tea is too tart, you can blend it with other herbs or other things to make it just incredibly delicious. You can just do an infused water. So you're not actually going to brew it, but like the cucumber mint water I was talking about, you could do that and let it infuse in your refrigerator overnight and have a nice cooling hibiscus, um, kind of, mellow water. You could also make hibiscus popsicles. So maybe some hibiscus. I want to throw mint in it again. Sweeten it up with honey or maple syrup. And you could add in some strawberries and some more greens because greens are going to help your body to stay cool as well. And then blend it all up, toss it into some popsicle molds and enjoy that super tasty, healthful, delicious, nutritious summertime treat. Yeah. I, I want to see what kind of popsicles you create. So if you do like create any of the things I talked about here or are inspired by any of them, I would love for you to take pictures and tag me on social media at the Herbalist Path. If you do share with us what you're putting in yours, if you are looking for more, um, recipes and ideas and support in your herbal learning journey. I definitely do that over the herbalist path. And we are about to embark on the Herb Safe Kids Club, which is going to be really, really fun. Every month, we are going to deep dive on one particular herb so that you can take that whole month and study that herb with or without your kids and really get to know and feel what that particular herb does to you. Because I know so many people get really, really overwhelmed by all the herbs to learn. And the truth is, if you can just take the time to stop <laughs> and get to know one 
herb, you will be mind blown by how many different ways you can use that herb as medicine for your family. And then you're going to continue to build this knowledge library for yourself and for them to where at some point in time, you're eventually going to be like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what herbs to turn to right here. And the really cool thing is I don't need a hundred new herbs. I'm good with these 10 because they do so much for me. So that's a new thing that I'm starting. And maybe you'll hear about it at the time of this podcast coming out. But yeah, Kids Safe Herb Club, we're going to focus on herbs that are really fantastic for kids. That means that because they're fantastic for kids, they are also fantastic for adults. A lot of people get scared like, but I want herbs for me. Well, these are herbs for you. It's more the herbs that an adult can take that we need to worry about not being good for kids. So we're going to focus solely on the herbs for the kiddos and it's going to be super fun. Anyways, I'll drop a link if it's ready (laughs) when this show comes out. And if it's not, um, it will be really soon. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Can you peel your ears? Can you peel your eyes? Keep keep aware and ready to hear about that stuff coming out. And I hope you have an epically fun summer ahead of you. Remember to stay hydrated, stay cool, enjoy the great outdoors, get on a river or a lake if you can. I am a total water lover. And if you're listening to this on the day this episode comes out, think of me floating with my toes happily up towards the sky down a bright blue skied cold mountain river. It's going to be so nice. I wish you were with me. All right. Have a beautiful day. I am going to celebrate a 10th birthday all day long. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Herbalist Path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends so that together we can make herbalism hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly Truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home again. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. Hey, it's Mel from the Herbalist Path and I have a quick question for you. Have you ever made your herbal remedies and then when you went to taste them, you were like, oh man, there is no way in heck that my kids are going to take this because it's straight nasty and they've got really picky taste buds. 
If you have been there, then I'm kind of glad because it means I'm not all alone. But I also want to let you know that there's totally a way you can make your herbal blends so that they not only work really, really well, but they also taste great and your kiddos are going to love them. So I'm hosting a free class. It's all about how to make your herbal remedies so they actually work and your kiddos will practically beg you for more. It's a class where science meets happy-fied taste buds. Because if your taste buds aren't happy, nobody's happy. And then the herbs aren't going to work because when the herbs are gross to your kids, I don't know about you, but have you ever had the challenge of getting them to take it anyways? Pretty much impossible for my daughter. (laughs) Anyways, if you are ready to take your herbal remedy game to the next level, join me for the class. I'm going to drop links to it in the show notes here. And then when you get registered, you're also going to be joining my new Herbalist Path community, which is a group of herb moms on this journey with you. So that way we can make herbalism not just a mom thing, but a whole family thing. And ultimately, we make herbalism spread like wildflowers. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes, get yourself registered, and I will see you inside the Herbalist Path community soon.